Hey, Hawkeye fans, welcome to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. Going to talk mostly today about the Iowa football game against Nebraska on Friday. Really disappointing loss. But before I do get to that, I want to talk a little bit about the basketball game and remind you that the Hawkeyes play again on Saturday, 6 p.m. against TCU. So it'll be fun to see the Hawkeyes taking on a Big 12 team for the championship of the Emerald Coast Classic. And on Friday night, it was... I mean, it was a nerve-wracking game. The Hawkeyes did not play well. The good news is they won, and they advance, and they won 74-71. to And when you're not shooting well, really struggling in some aspects of the game, mostly shooting, and Chris Murray was not able to put down many shots in this game. He was able to get up a lot of shots. He just wasn't able to put many down. And the Hawkeyes had a commanding 60-46 to lead with about seven and a half minutes left. And next thing you know, it's one bucket after the next for Clemson, and the Hawkeyes couldn't make anything. And it is a 16-2 to two run. Next thing you know, the Hawkeyes are tied 62-62 to 62 after a Clemson three-pointer with three and a half minutes left in the game. And then it was just nerve-wracking from then on. Luckily, Patrick McCaffrey was able to knock in a couple of free throws. And the Hawkeyes never lost the lead here, but, you know, it, it was tied a couple of times. Um, Philip Rebracha, the controversial play where Tony Perkins threw up an air ball, and Philip did a nice job getting to the rebound and getting it into the hoop just before the shot clock expired. The refs reviewed it and reviewed it. and re- I mean, this the end of this game, the last minute took what seemed like forever to finish. And then really it was just Tony Perkins at the end. He kept knocking down free throws, thankfully, because Clemson just started hitting those late-game three-pointers that make these games nail-biters. And then Tony was able to to get the ball down the court. Really great call by uh, Fran McCaffrey. I believe Tony was going to inbound it, but then Connor McCaffrey ran into the out-of-bounds. Tony threw it to Connor. Streaked down the court. Connor hit Tony. He dribbled across the half-court line and was fouled with one second left. Knocked down the free throws to give the Hawkeyes a three-point victory. Well, as I mentioned, you know, this game just was not the Hawkeyes game when it came to the offensive end of the court. 23 of 60 shooting, 38%. Clemson, not a whole lot better. They were 40%. The Hawkeyes... Four of 19 from three, just 21%. And Clemson was almost as bad until they nailed a few of them late in the game that that brought them back. They ended up eight of 26, 31%. The Hawkeyes, though, had a huge advantage at the free throw line, so they did a good job of getting into the lane and getting a lot of of free throws, 24 of 30, 80%, while Clemson was just 11 of 13, 85%. The Hawkeyes... 46 rebounds to 32, and that was a big key. Iowa had 17 offensive rebounds to 10. And either team really was getting a ton of assists in this game. The Hawkeyes had six steals, and turnovers were pretty even. The Hawkeyes kept it under double digits at nine, Clemson with 10. If you look at the box score, it's it's just crazy. I'm just going to go through this real quick, and, and then we'll get on to the football. But Chris Murray, four of 17, 0 of 5 from three. He hit his only two free throws. He had 
eight rebounds. No, sorry, he had 12 rebounds total. He had eight defensive rebounds and 10 points. So he did have a double-double in this game, but just he had some point-blank range shots, and he just could not get anything to, to fall in this game. So hopefully in, in tonight's game against TCU, he'll be able to, to be knocking him down because he's a great shooter. So he just was – he had an off game. He was picked up uh, by guys like Patrick McCaffrey, who had 21 points, but Patrick also just struggled from deep. He was one of six from three, and he had five rebounds. Philip Robracha, just three of seven shooting, but, man, he he had some hustle plays in there. He had 10 rebounds, nine points, so he's, he's giving the Hawkeyes some good effort. Peyton Sanford was just three of eight. He was one of three from long range. And he had two rebounds, three assists, seven points. Tony Perkins, you know, he didn't play in the last game. You could tell he was in a little bit of pain out there, some discomfort still and whatever's wrong with that leg of his. So just hoping he'll be good to go tonight. It's going to be tough for him to turn around and play again. He was 9 of 10 from the line. He was only 1 of 6 from the field. He had four rebounds, two assists, and two steals, but 11 points in this game. But he really... Sealed it in the end, knocking down his free throws. Agundale, Big Jelly, he played. He had two points, um, but a couple of nice assists from the post. That was really cool to see. And then DeSante Bowen, the true freshman, where you're seeing him grow grow up quickly. He was three of three shooting, one of one from three on a beautiful pass from Aaron Eulis. And so he had nine points. Eulis played 22 minutes in this game, you know, with, with Perkins being injured. He's He's getting starter-type minutes, and he's doing a good job out there. He had five points. He was one of three from three. And then uh, Connor McCaffrey, no points in this game. So I noticed that they were guarding him really closely on the perimeter, uh, which is it's just interesting to see when you, you go back to you know the first half of the season last year and prior where teams would kind of sag off him. Now they're they're getting up on Connor McCaffrey, knowing they can't let him get open from three or he'll knock it down. So the Hawkeyes, you know, as I said, they did not play that well. They they came out with a 74 to 71 victory, advanced to 5 and 0 on the season, 25th ranked team in the in the nation. Hopefully they'll get the big W against TCU and then get ready for some more really big games coming up. Well, let's talk some Iowa football now. Well, it was really an overwhelmingly disappointing game for the Hawkeyes on Friday against the Nebraska Cornhuskers at home, Kinnick Stadium. And Iowa loses 24-17 to to one of the worst teams they've faced all season. You look back at some of the games the Hawkeyes lost this year. Really, Iowa State, just an absolutely horrible team. They lost so many players from last season. They came into Kinnick. And the Hawkeyes just turned the ball over, looked out of sorts, had no off- offensive identity in that game. And here we are, the last game of the season, no offensive identity again. What were the Hawkeyes trying to do? What was the game plan that Brian Ferentz had in this game? I have no idea. And Iowa should have won both of those games, but instead they dropped to both of those teams and lose to the Nebraska Cornhuskers, a border rival. A trophy game. Nebraska advanced four and eight on the season, three and six in the conference, while the Hawkeyes fall to seven and five, five and four. Just a win over this 
really bad Cornhuskers team and the Hawkeyes win the Big Ten West. Really improbable comeback. It would have been a five-game winning streak after being three and four to start the season. A lot at stake. I mean, it would have been so much fun to get the W and head to Indy with a chance to play Michigan next weekend. And that would have been a, a difficult game, but just would have been so much fun if the Hawkeyes could have gotten it done. And, I mean, you have to throw in some factors there. Obviously, Sam Laporta being out, that was going to be difficult. Monty Potabom starting fullback, that didn't help things. But this offense just starts out with Petrus, 0 of 5 passing. Why are we even passing the ball against the Nebraska Cornhuskers? They have the one of the worst rushing defenses in the nation. And it should have been rush, 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 run, 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 250, 225 yards, at least 200 yards rushing in this game instead of 120, 124, what the Hawkeyes ended up with. But for whatever reason, things just weren't working. Uh, the line had some issues blocking. Spencer Petrus got knocked out of the game. But again, he just, there are wide open guys, and he was throwing nowhere near them. And I thought when Alex Padilla came in, he started out doing pretty well in this game. I was pretty impressed once he got settled in after the, the, the fumbled snap, etc. But at the end of the game, they made him keep throwing against a prevent defense. So all you need is a touchdown to tie the game. And there's three minutes left, two timeouts. Where's the draw play? I mean, Nebraska was seven guys were dropping back in coverage, four guys rushing. A draw play would have gotten 30 yards, 20 yards, 15 yards. I don't care. First down. Where's the screen plays? All they did was drop back and try to throw it 15, 20 yards down the field. Nobody was open. So his, his numbers don't look good. 16 of 33, 141 yards, a touchdown, and then an interception on his last play last pass of the game, you know, trying to make something happen. But I didn't think they gave him a real good shot to get the win at the end. And again, I just think there have to be changes on the offensive side of the ball for the Hawkeyes. Overall, you're not going to win a game when you have four turnovers. The Hawkeyes, you know, muffed a punt, a couple of fumbles, interception, just it just was not Iowa's day for whatever reason, and it was 17 to nothing at halftime. It seemed insurmountable with this offense because Iowa's offense is not one that's made to, to really come back and win games. And next thing you know, things are happening. You're thinking they need a pick six and a, a scoop and score or something like that, but they did get the big run for a touchdown from Caleb Johnson. He is one heck of a running back. He had 16 carries for 109 yards and a touchdown. Really impressed with him. And and Luke Lachey, you know, he stepped in the role. He's going to be great next year. He had seven catches, 89 yards and a touchdown. And really like what he did. But the Hawkeyes couldn't get enough going offensively. And, again, I, I just don't like the scheme. I think when you look at, at next season, what do the Hawkeyes need? Alex Padilla looked pretty good. I think he could win some games for the Hawkeyes, but I really want them to hit the transfer portal and get a mobile quarterback. 
a guy that can tuck the ball and run for first downs when he needs it, a guy that can slide out of the pocket and extend plays. You just see this all the time. You see it in college. You see it in the NFL. And those teams are winning games because their quarterback can buy time, make plays down the field. Also has to be an offense that is willing to go down the field. The Hawkeyes need to hit the portal and and get some really dynamic players, some wide receivers. I love the running back. The running back room is 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 really good right now. But as, they need some new plays, and I think they need to get the RPOs going, the run pass options. And they did some of that in this game as far as the look. They had you know, shotgun with a handoff, and, and that seemed to work well too because Nebraska was thinking Iowa was going to pass in that situation. But they need to do more of that and really need to revamp that whole offense. So the transfer portal is going to be huge this year if the Hawkeyes want to take a big step forward by getting some new wide receivers in there that can run down the field, get open, and, and, and make catches in traffic. And they need a quarterback that's willing to throw the ball down the field. And they just can't be too conservative. They need to score points and, and have complementary football. Defense, special teams, and offense. Not just a really conservative offense that's trying to not turn the ball over wait for the other team to turn it over and win games. And that's kind of what I think bit the Hawkeyes in this game, being really conservative there. Not, maybe not conservative. I don't know what they were doing. It just, it just didn't make any sense. But the injuries really hurt. On the defensive side, very disappointing to see Cooper DeGene go down early. If Cooper DeGene stays in the game, I think the Hawkeyes win because he's such a good defensive back and he's such an important part of that defense. But as soon as the backup came in, you know, there's one thing if, if Terry Roberts is available, but he's been injured. Um, they just, they've had too many injuries in that defensive backfield. So you get a really young guy in there. And I said, Nebraska is going to be throwing at whoever he's on. They're, they're going to be looking. But did I know Trey Palmer? They're going to put a young guy one-on-one with Trey Palmer. Ended up with nine receptions, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. And it's not a young defensive back's fault. I just think that they always needed a safety. Nebraska can't run the ball. And if you can't run the ball, where's the safety help on the cornerback, on the best wide receiver, transferred from LSU to Nebraska? It it just didn't make sense. And, And Phil Parker is one heck of a coordinator, but I just think he dropped the ball there. So the Hawkeyes end up losing. They, they came back. They, they really did storm back at the end, and it looked like they had a chance. When they got the ball back with about three minutes left, I just thought, man, here we go. Just really didn't like the play call in there, and, and it ended up being a 24-17 loss. And you can't win with four turnovers. So the Hawkeyes still ended up with seven wins on the season, five and four in the conference. So when you look at three and Four, you know, overall record here a few weeks ago, and, and they got to seven and five. That was good, but really disappointing to, to blow this opportunity to make it eight wins in a row over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. When you look at the offseason, for me, it's a change at the offensive coordinator, 
change the offensive philosophy, and that's that's what it's going to take to really take steps forward for this team. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but at least the Hawkeyes are going bowling. My goodness, Iowa State is getting absolutely pounded by T- TCU 34-7 to at halftime. What a disappointing season for the Cyclones. And again, how did we lose to the Cyclones at home? It's just mind-blowing, but it happened. So kind of a disappointing season. I really thought this was going to be a year where the Hawkeyes took a step forward with a senior quarterback. Just didn't happen. And so hopefully they'll make some changes and keep moving forward because I love my Hawkeye football, and I can't wait to get back to Kinnick and see who the Hawkeyes are playing in their bowl game. Well, disappointing, but we've got lots of good things to come this winter. Hawkeye basketball is looking good. Hopefully the Hawkeyes can get a win over TCU. Lots of huge games coming up. Caitlin Clark and Lisa Bluter's Hawkeyes are looking really good as well. They had that disappointing loss at Kansas State, but now they're rolling again. And then Tom Brands, he's got that number two team in the nation right now, the wrestling squad, and and quite a group they've got there as well. So lots of fun stuff to see this winter to keep us occupied with our sports that we love. Well, disappointing again, but we all love our Hawkeyes. Go Hawks! Thank you.